Welcome to the Joy of Geek podcast. Uh, this is our first, I guess, film episode of the Joy of Geek. Um, and there is no better way to start it off than with maybe the biggest movie of the last 10 years, uh-huh. might be arguable. It's that huge. And as it was far 10 years as... ago that the last one came out, too. Right, right. So there you go. Wow, that was just uh-huh. instinctive. I just laid that down, man. Well, All right. let's not say that that was the biggest that movie. Was that, yeah, <laughs> no, not exactly. But <laughs> 10 years ago, it's not like Star Wars was the last great film, because that was not a good movie. Oh, no. But... Well, when I say great, I don't mean, I mean biggest. Yes. It's just huge, the vastness of the of the response. And I mean, this movie just... This, Does it contain it, multitudes? It, it contains multitudes, much <laughs> like my friend Alesh Khan, except that he's not my friend at all. But, um... Yeah, no, we're going to be talking about Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. I'm still in a little bit of shock that I've seen it. It's I am too. Like, I have that feeling. It's because we've been waiting. It was, okay, no, to tell you how surreal it is, when I entered college, that was when George Lucas sold Lucasfilm to Disney and announced the new trilogy. So I've, that's been, that was three and a half years ago. Been speculating ever since. Like, it's so surreal that... Not only is it here, we've seen it now. Like, I'm still trying to process it. I mean, I'm going to see it again tonight. I mean, J.J. Abrams has, for the last three years, done nothing but Star Wars. He eats, sleeps, uh-huh. breathes Star Wars. I mean, yep. we've been seeing... I mean, I remember when it was years and years out, we were starting to see, like... Remember when we saw that? Maybe it was a year and a half ago, we saw the cast in a big circle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That picture that was out, and I was looking at everyone, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. And, and the first teaser was last Thanksgiving. And, yeah. And, you know, what's really interesting, and we'll get into this more when we talk about the actual uh, uh, film, but... Uh, the teasers and the trailers and all the stuff leading up to it is incredibly well done in that it spoiled nothing. Incredibly. And it's not even character roles. Like, I didn't even know who the main character, personally, I didn't know who the main character of the movie was. To tell it, no. Get this. John Boyega was on Jimmy Fallon last night. He said that his friends thought he was an extra in it because they were, they knew so little. He had to keep that out of it. They didn't even know he was a main character. I mean, it's that that that's that's surprising. But yeah. I mean, when there's action figures made after him, like, everyone has an action figure. In I that guess movie. that's what they. Yeah, Greg that's... Grunberg's character appears in like, shots, well, and he that, has an action figure. That doesn't figure. surprise me. But... Greg Grunberg has an action figure. Everyone in Star Wars gets an action figure. How about Miles from Lost? Probably going to get an action <laughs> figure. <laughs> well, I'm... anyway, uh, I mean that movie. This thing. So okay. So a lot of the talk about this has. Well, first of all, we should introduce ourselves. I'm Rich Lapore. Jordan Alseka. Kevin Schaefer. We're just so excited to get to the movie. I know. And you probably know us by yes. now. Yes, you probably do. Um, anyway, so so one of the big things about surrounding this movie, and one of the, and, you know, me starting off saying it, how big it is. So uh, we are recording this on Saturday afternoon. Uh-huh. Um, we all saw it Thursday night. Um, and that Thursday night is now, it went down in history, not very surprisingly, right. as the biggest uh, Thursday night of all time. Mm-hmm. I believe it made somewhere in the neighborhood of 57 million domestically just on Thursday. Now, the closest competitor was the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Yeah, Which was the record holder. Right. right. At 43 million. No, so, it's on track to like break all the records, all the things. I think they're currently tracking it. 71 million mm-hmm. then. I mean, it's. They're tracking it to make $245 million this weekend, which blows Jurassic World out of the water by about 25% more. Well, and I think the biggest reason, and we'll get to this more, is that you know Harry Potter, obviously I don't want to discredit its popularity or its significance, but all the Harry Potter films more or less are significant and in tone and in sync with the books, and so you had consistency there. With Star Wars, let's face it, we had the prequels were, essentially, were such... A diversion from what we knew as the original trilogy, 
it feels like it's been 30 years since a genuine Star Wars movie. That's really out. true. That, not that's... To, I don't want to disunter the yeah. this whole time, but... No, you know. I was wondering where you were going to... Yeah, exactly. I was wondering where you were going to go with that. Um, because I was like, what? How, I mean, there's there's really no comparison there. Yeah. But uh, but no, you're absolutely right. It's the dearth of of, of, of Star Wars right. stuff. Like we haven't had anything that was like you know the feeling like Star Wars like this at least for ten years, but arguably for thirty. Right. I would say Clone Wars is maybe not if you're talking just film. Fine, but Clone Wars is amazing. So right. I'm going to defend that, but not that that's what this is about. Yeah. But yes, in terms of movies and like the big budget, everyone's going to watch it type of thing. Exactly. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, um, so it's 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 interesting, and this movie makes so many interesting decisions, which we'll talk about, um, of course. But I mean, there's just it's just the vastness of this monster, this behemoth. Sure. And I think about this a lot. I think about I, t- I think I've talked about it on different a- episodes of this podcast before. The blank page concept, the idea sure. of like when I look at something, one of the main ways that I rate it is I say if I had a blank sheet of paper in front of me and I had to make that. How hard would that be? Uh-huh. And and with this one, it's just it, 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 my mind breaks just thinking about what it would take to go from zero to the Force Awakens. Right. I mean, J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the script, like holy shit! Like what what a freaking undertaking that was. And they what also a load of pressure that was. Right. And they based it somewhat. They did give Michael Arndt the credit um, because he wrote the original one. He eventually left, um, but the, I like that they still gave him credit. No, that's, that's good. And that's the other thing is. I would say by far, even though they had different directors for each in the original trilogy, this was the most collaboration in any Star Wars film because you had Disney, you had Lucasfilm, you had Kathleen Kennedy and Abrams working together, you had Lawrence Caston and Michael Arndt, all these people, new actors, old actors joining forces. I thought it was by far the most collaborative efforts because even with... That's a great point. Right. Because even with other directors helming Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, George Lucas was still overseeing them um, and sort of directing everything, you know? Less so Empire. Less so Empire, but more so Return of the Jedi, definitely. Um... And so he's oh, still is that the, like, is that everybody's theory? Because that's why Empire is the best because George Lucas. Has no, it's widely it. known. Yeah, yeah. He, he is, let his and, film school mentor yeah, take yeah, over that's the movie. That's what I was gonna say. Irving Kershner um, was his mentor. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and I mean, coincidentally, he, he did it's the not. Best. Write, is that what a lot of people make that connection? Yeah, because he didn't write the script. Either. That was the only one in all six of your that he didn't actually write the script. It's he so wrote funny the story. how much people want to discredit but, the guy who invented the. And that's what I hate. Like, I do want to. I will make comparisons to both. Like, I'll con- con- compare and contrast this movie with the originals and with the prequels, but let's not diss George Lucas too much, because he's... None of this would be possible we without him. We wouldn't be talking right, exactly. about this. Exactly. Yeah. So, props so, to George Lucas. Let's yeah, give him a shout-out. I, I, I totally agree. Um, so, are we ready to delve into it before? Yeah, I mean, just uh, going in, okay. though, I would... Like, before we get to the movie, sure. what were what were your expectations? Like, I, I would say that of the three of us, I'm probably the least... Star Wars crazy just because it wasn't the, yeah I'd say you're the probably most. the most, I, the most <laughs> and I and I love it um but I don't I don't obsess like I don't have a Yoda in my room like you yeah, do so I, but let me let me let me just say one real quick thing it's going to be late labeled all over the podcast uh the written re- the write up and the and the text this is going to be 100% spoilers uh we're going to be yes. talking about every aspect of the movie we're going to there's nothing that we're not going to reveal so if you haven't seen the film, I can imagine you'd be checking this out without seeing the movie. But if you've gotten this far, uh, I would turn away, go see the movie, and then come. We're back. basically yeah. going to reenact it, uh, scene for scene, line for line. Rich yeah. has got a great Han Solo oh, impression yeah. in his uh, back pocket, and, and also I'm playing and my Chewbacca. Holy, <laughs> I'm doing a dual thing where I'm doing you know Han Solo and Carrie Fisher. Oh yeah, so, like, yeah. You know it's a combo, Leia, Leia Solo. Anyway. Sure, sure. 
It's it really is. cool. I got I got a cool way to throw my voice. But Jordan, <laughs> going back to your question, expectations going in. So I had I want to say reasonably high expectations. Like I didn't want to come in saying this is going to be the best movie ever, even though I've been a Star Wars fan since like birth practically. I didn't want to go in with unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Based you tried on to after, temper them. Right. Based on everything that I had seen, though, and knowing Abrams' work, I expected uh, that this would be a hearkening back to the original trilogy, something that was enjoyable, that went back to this classic hero's journey theme, and wouldn't be a complete rehash of New Hope. And I would say I got that. You know, there were a lot of familiar tropes from the original. And structurally, it's very Structurally, it's very similar. But Star Wars. That's Star Wars. I mean, it, oh, it is. And, the, and you think about it, too. The original yeah, Star Wars... The original Star Wars is essentially a remake of Akira Kurosawa's The Hidden Fortress, which is a classic Japanese film. Um, it's, ba- it's very much mirrored on that. It's basically that film in space. And it has all the classic elements of the hero's journey. So... To, for all the people saying, like, oh, this is just a remake of New Hope, like, Star Wars is all built on sort of reimagining of classic mythos and all these elements. And in a lot of, a lot of ways, too, it's, this is a passing of the torch. Exactly. It's old characters Absolutely. passing to the new characters and, and doing that. it with a, with, a, with a backdrop that's, that's familiar right. and yet different enough. Right, right. Uh, I mean, and they even, they even re, re, you know, reference that fact, like... There was one line which I love, which because it's always like, wait a second, who's this? Fir- it's the First Order, is that what they're called? Yeah. Uh, it's like, who is this First Order? Are they stormtroopers? Are they not? What's mm-hmm. the deal? And there was that great line when they were in the cantina, where the woman said, when, when, when they go, who are we fighting against? And I think it was the one with the glasses, and Last she and, and she says, it's always the same enemy. Uh, it's always the darkness, but with exactly. a different face. First, sure. It was the Sith. Then it was the Empire. The Empire. Now it's the first order, sure. uh, but the fight is the same, life versus sure. evil, you know. And I, I just I dug that. I thought Absolutely. that was a really good way of saying, like, we recognize that this is, you know, has a cyclical nature to it. Exactly. But that's the nature of light and dark. Right. It's poetry, as George Lucas has famously yes. said. It's yes. going to rhyme. And I would say this does it better. I mean, not to get too much into the movie, but it's like, I would say this is a much better remake of New Hope if you want to be derivative like that right, than Return right. of the Jedi, right, which is right. definitely a remake of A New Hope. Right. Uh, but we'll get more into that. Uh, what were your I would say, Well, that? again, I'd say for me, Star Wars is a thing that I appreciate. I never really understood how big it was until seeing the reaction to this movie. because. Really? Well, I, as a kid, I saw Star Wars, but it is not a trilogy I rewatched over and over again. Yeah. I wasn't obsessed with it. I always liked it, but I didn't have those fond memories. I don't even remember. I'm sure the first time I saw Empire, I didn't know Darth Vader was his father, but I don't remember that that moment. I don't like have that right, story right. or anything. Right. So, and you know, I saw the prequels, and you know, those aren't a great place to get into Star Wars either. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I was I was eight or nine I, yeah. when. Uh, Possibly, actually, no, it was probably seven or eight when uh, I saw Phantom Menace, and it was a solid movie for what it was. I like being in that world, so that for that reason, I don't mind the prequels. Like, I enjoy spending time there. I enjoy meeting new characters there. And the fact that they were very different in some ways from the original trilogy is... I mean, it's enjoyable. I mean, so for me, like my I, did I did I cut off your expectations? Yeah, but go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you. Um, I, you know, so but being coming up on the prequels, those aren't great either. I mean, I didn't care enough. Mm. And again, I guess back then it was the same thing. I had many, many friends who were like midnight release. Their first midnight release was like Return Revenge of the Sith. Right. right. Yet I didn't care. I saw it, and you know, I haven't seen I hadn't seen the prequels until theaters until we watched them leading into this uh-huh. movie. 
So for me, Star Wars, the biggest thing I have a connection to has been The Clone Wars, because that was a show I watched over several years and enjoyed. So I would think that objectively, well, I'd still like to see it again before forming like a final, final opinion. But I would think of the three of us, I might have the best objective view of it, just because Star Wars means... I don't want to say it means little to me, because it does mean a lot, and less, it's important. Less to you than it does to me. And that's but it's not I'm formative. Saying. Right, Which right. I would say it is for Kevin. Right, absolutely. Um, for me, the trilogy I love so much is Back to the Future, which yeah, is predicated on cool. never having sequels ever. And amen. Unlike Star Wars, which yes. which is super exciting to see. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into our opinions on the movies, and that'll hopefully give us a wide range of opinions. Uh, but those are my expectations. Just okay. from the previews and all the the buzz, I thought it was going to be a great movie. Mm-hmm. And sure. we'll see if I felt that way after seeing it. Because there, well, yeah, because there are a lot of negative rep- responses to this movie. Well, um, they are that's out inevitable. There. That's yeah. inevitable. So we'll see if any of us feel that way as we go forward. But Rich, what were your expectations? Um, so, so for me, I uh, I'm, I'm I'm similar to to Kevin in that it was always sort of like brought up to me as I was introduced to it, like it was like this holy thing. Uh, I mean, this is something to be revered and and, and respected and and, and appreciated. Um, and then I was, you know, old. And I was a little, you know, obviously older when the when the prequels came out. Um, than you, Jordan, and 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 then you, Kevin. And so, like, I went and saw them, and I really enjoyed them. I, I mean, I, but I was I really understood what they were supposed to be, and and I really enjoyed them. But to me, it was the first time I saw like I guess so. The fervor didn't surprise me as much as you. It sounds like because I saw like so much I was older at when I saw all like the stuff going on around the, the the prequel trilogy. I mean it was insane. I mean everybody dressed up. The theaters were just mob scenes. Uh. That time back it was it was before theaters were as maybe had things figured out as much. You really couldn't see it opening night when those were yeah. out. Like you had to buy your tickets weeks in advance. That's why people were so worried this time. Because there literally was like that. You couldn't get a ticket for a while right. if you didn't have a ticket in advance. Like, you know, they worked it really well this time. I mean, we got ours, what, a week or two in advance? A couple weeks. But, you yeah, know? At the, you know, still, like, going into that last week, you, you needed to find a theater that wasn't maybe optimal Star Wars viewing theater. To yeah, see yeah, that's, that's, that's possibly true. Or you were seeing it really late. <laughs> yeah, that, Also, yeah. just another cryptic thing. I got mine when they went on sale because... The tickets for this one went on sale on my birthday, which is totally crazy. That is very cool. And I would think, uh, to to add to your point, uh, you know, being a kid when that all happened, when you're a kid, your worldview is smaller and everything seems like it's just shouting at you for months and months and months. Yeah. Like, that's how yeah. kids' movies are marketed. Yes. So it probably didn't the, seem like an out-of-the-norm thing. Especially because, yeah, you're, you're so right. Because, like, if I watched cartoons now, like, on Saturday mornings, I'd probably seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie cartoons, so much that I'd oh. think that was, like, the biggest thing on the planet. Because when I was younger, the Ninja Turtles' first movie was, like, it, it blew my mind that it was coming out and I was so excited about it and it was all that was happening like in my world at that at that moment. And so I think it I think it really has something to do with 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 what you what you expose yourself to. But anyway, just to get back to my expectations, um they were really high. I, I expected that JJ Abrams was going to do an amazing job because I know how much he put into it. I know how much pressure he felt. I know the kind of guy he is. He's meticulous, he's detailed, uh-huh. he's intense as shit. Uh-huh. And when I saw that cast, I was like, "This cast is freaking brilliant." Yes. Like especially, especially for me, when I saw Adam Driver was the bad guy. Yes. That to me, like, really, really, really got me excited. I was like, "That is an awesome idea for for a bad guy." And I mean, and then bringing back the old cast, I was a little worried about that—that that it was going to be too much, like older cast members that were maybe too old to really do it right. Which I found was not the case at all. Um, they were incredibly like energetic and sprightly. I mean, I don't know that they're that old, 
But, I mean, you know, I didn't want to see, like, a situation where they were so wanting to include people that maybe didn't have the energy or weren't really into it anymore. But, no, they really were. They were all pumped, and they totally brought it. Um, And so I I I was really into that. I just didn't know. My expectations were that I didn't know much. Because they kept it very cryptic, and I loved that. And I yeah. stayed off all of like the like, what does this mean, and what does that mean? Right, Except for right. like the one thing I think I saw was when they were talking about the toys and like listening to like when you pull the string, what the toy says, mm. and like <laughs> it was like they were trying to read into like what that was. One of them was Kylo oh, Ren gosh. saying that lightsaber is mine, and that kind of stuff. And so then I heard interesting things like, uh, like that Kylo Ren is a fanboy. Um, you know, of Darth Vader. Right. Now, right. now, now, my my personal opinion is that was a smokescreen, um, and and a way to express the fact that he has an admiration for Darth Vader without revealing why. Uh-huh. Um, but nonetheless, that comment led me to think this was going to be a more modernized, like very like culturally hip pop culture. Like you know, we're talking about fanboys and uh-huh. stuff. And I I really expected it to be less classical than it was. Uh, less less. Uh, I don't know more. Uh, less timeless it was very timeless and i was expecting it to be much more like timely if you know what i mean um so anyway going into it that that was those are my expectations not too high tempered but really excited right and even as a long time star wars fan i try to maintain that because i didn't want to go in with ridiculously high expectations and come out disappointed so um but i think it it met my expectations in another way that went beyond them so um that all said um, let's go ahead and dive into it. We'll dive into a little plot summary here. Yeah, awesome. hit, it, hit us with so it. So we open, in the opening crawl, we learn that um, this takes place 30 years after Return of the Jedi. Luke Skywalker has vanished. No one has seen him for years. Uh, the From the ashes of the Empire, the First Order has risen. It is a fascist regime whose sole purpose is to eradicate the last of the Jedi and destroy the New Republic. Um, and... So you have the New Republic. We also have the Resistance, which the politics of this are never quite explained in the movie. You kind of have to dig into some of the um, current comics and books to reveal all that. But basically, um, Leia is now General Leia Organa and is leading the Resistance. um, And they are the primary military force against the First Order. So that said, every... the why Luke was kept out of the promos and the trailers is because he is his character is so central to the conflict in this movie. Both the First Order and the Resistance are trying to locate Luke first. Because, because they, their belief is he's the last Jedi, yes, right? Yes, exactly. So we open with Kylo Ren, who is more or less the Vader figure of the First Order um, on the outskirts of the desert planet Jakku. Um, because the Resistance have a map to Luke, and Kylo is trying to obtain it. Um, So the map is held by Poe Dameron, played by Oscar Isaac, who was brilliant. Um, He is... Very different role for him. Yes. No darkness. Almost no darkness. Totally like... This is totally the Wedge Antilles of the new trilogy. Um, I was was digging it that, that, that he was able to play like that swashbuckling, not the roguish part, but the swashbuckling, like, you know... Exactly, he, he he was he was happy and optimistic. Yeah, let's right. get through the summer. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Okay, so um, he has the map. Um, we get a little Max von Sando um, cameo there, um, and Kylo Ren attacks with an army of stormtroopers. Um, so of course, Poe inserts the map into a BB-8 droid, 
um, who we'll, we'll talk about that later, will become a new fan favorite, um, and tells him to flee the battle. Um, Kylo orders, um, the, from the get-go, we learn that this new First Order is even more brutal and uh, than the Empire in many ways. They do not hesitate to yeah. kill every villager right there on the spot. This is not the That's fun brutal. kind of... No, this is not the kind of fun um, sort of comic book villain type thing. They kill everyone, which leads us to in, being introduced to Finn, um, who is actually... His, we, he only has a Stormtrooper name at first. It's FN something. Number, number, um, number, 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 number. Um, and this is played by John Boyega from the film Attack the Block, which is great. Um, and this is his first mission. He sees what the First Order is doing, um, sees the immorality of it, and makes the decision to leave the First he's Order. He's not digging it. Right. So they capture Poe because he's the only one who knows uh, where the map is. Um, they take him aboard the Starkiller base, which is they describe as um, about ten times the size of the Death Star. And it's wow. named Starkiller because Starkiller was the original name for Skywalker in the original George Lucas script. So they have uh, Poe aboard the Starkiller base. They're torturing him. Finn um, makes the decision that he's done with this, so he helps um, rescue Poe, get off Starkiller base, and um, as they're escaping, their escape pod gets hit, and they land back on Jakku. Um, And also because Poe is, again, trying to reunite with BB-8. Meanwhile, BB-8 droid... um, arrives in a nearby village where he meets Rey, the Jakku scavenger, um, who is more or less the new Luke of this trilogy. Um, she has that, she's looking to the stars, wanting to get away from her monotonous life, yada, yada, yada. So they cross paths. Um, this leads to Finn arriving there, um, because that after he and Poe get separated when their pod crashes. He um, stumbles in this village, Stormtroopers follow, thus propelling really the the adventure from there. Um, from there, they go. Oh, they find the Millennium Falcon, of course. Jump aboard that, escape, and get picked out by uh, a freighter, which is of course boarded by Han and Chewbacca. Um, from there, so in a really he, good, in a really, I wasn't expecting it. it. Was they did a really good reveal there? Yes, it was great. And like because you think it's the um, the first. They order actually say like the first order's got us, right? Right. And then right. it wasn't. Yeah. So Han and um, come out. This is where Han becomes the new Ben Kenobi of this uh, trilogy. He becomes their guide. So they go on. They're going on these adventures. Um, they go next to because uh, to. What is the name of the planet? Where um, Maz Kanata is, um, played by Lupita Nyong'o, um, because they need a new ship. Um, this is where we get a sort of um, a moment between Maz Kanata and Rey. As um, that's why they went there. there. They went. They were going for the ship, right? Yeah, they were going for a ship. Yeah, that's yeah. where she finds the lightsaber. Oh, has a moment. There's hints as to her destiny right, of being right. a Jedi. Sure, sure. She uh, see, and it's also interesting here is where she starts seeing visions of um, past and um, future um, very obscurely. But um, we learned that Maz Kanata has Luke and ha- Luke and Anakin's original lightsaber, um, which has been missing for years and years. Um, so this is a really cool moment. Meanwhile, back on the uh, Starkiller base, 
we learn that Kylo Ren is the son of Han and Leia, um, who was originally trained by Luke as part of this new uh, would-be Jedi Academy, um, but he betrayed them, became the new Vader, yada, yada, yada. And that's what sent Luke off. Exactly. And that's why Luke went into hiding, because he believed he had failed everyone, um, which makes sense. Um, so that's, we learn Kylo's lineage right there. Um, later on the, try to speed this up, the First Order finds the, discovers that Rey and, um, Finn are on this planet. They attack, um, and they manage to capture Rey, um, because the Resistance also storms in to say, to help them out. Um, Kylo believes that he can just capture Rey without, um, getting the droid and force the coordinates out of her. Um, because she's seen the map. Um, so they take her aboard Sir Keller Base. The Resistance plans a rescue operation. This is where we get to the climax. We have, um, as the Rebels are storming um, Sir Keller Base and doing more or less a kind of, a lot of rehashing from A New Hope here. Um, this leads to the epic moment where Han is trying to reconcile his son and bring him back to the light which leads to a tragic ending for him as Kylo um, fools him and then stabs him right and, and kills Han, which is brutal. But we saw it coming, but we'll get to that later. Um, this leads to an epic lightsaber fight between initially Finn and Kylo, um, but it, then it turns to Rey and Kylo, and it was awesome. Um, Rey scars him and leaves him and um, wins. She wins. She wins the fight. She wins the fight. But Kylo's still alive. But Kylo is alive. He is scarred, but he is alive. And why, um, right while it looks like she's about to make the decision of whether to kill him or not, the decision's right. taken out of her hands because the Earth splits. Exactly. Exactly. Because at the same time, the Resistance is giving a big fight. Exactly. Uh, to take out the Starkiller base, which right. they succeed which they at. Which do, yep. Um, and then, so we have that, the Supreme Leader Snoke, which is more or less the Emperor here around. Um, played by Andy Serkis, by the way. Yes, played by an emotion sensor performance. Only two CGI performances, him and then Lupi Denoango as Mascanata. Um, they were the only two motion sensor CGI performances. Um, so all that happens. So Kylo survives. Rainfin, the, the Resistance wins. Um, um, and um, also... Scrope says, uh, I want Kylo, Kylo yes, so brought he, to me. Exactly. So they say uh, Kylo Ren um, lives another day. Pretty and much every bad guy seems to live another pretty, pretty day, much. which we'll the get on, to. The only one that, um, the only big death is Han, um, which of course is very hard to watch and very tragic. Um, so now everyone's reunited, and um, meanwhile, R2 has been asleep for all these years because um, Luke turned him off when he left. Put him into low power he put, mode. Put him into low power mode. But now that the First Order is beaten, for now, he awakes... He has the rest of the coordinates. That's what supposedly makes him awaken? Right, yeah, like, is uh, that's pretty much. They don't quite explain yeah. it, but that's more or less what happens. So that and R2 and BB-8 form um, to put the, the missing pieces of the puzzle together. They show the map. They discover where Luke is. Ray, and then the movie ends with Ray going to this planet where Luke is. It looks vaguely along the lines of a Dagobah type thing with the final shot. Um, he turns around, shows his face, and we see them in this sort of mountain rage with the ocean in the background. And, he, and she's trying to hand in the lightsaber. Yes, and she shows up the lightsaber. Roll. And he looks like he maybe is smiling. Exactly. He's about to smile. Roll credits. And the roll credits. 
Directed by J.J. Abrams. And then after the credits, there's a post-credits scene. That, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah, of the bad robot. Because Disney yeah. owns uh, Star Wars now. No, no. There is no post-credits scene. Um, they're not Marvel. So um, so that's where I lost the movie. Um, we've got two of the big moments yeah. there. So Rolling back to the top of the film. Yes. All right. Can I say right now, that was an awesome opening scene. What I like most about it, and um, Jordan, I don't know if this is the part you're going to comment on my review, but... What I liked most about Kylo Ren, um, granted, no one is ever going to compare to Vader, but like I said, the First Order is very much this Nazi-esque, brutal regime, and I think despite Kylo's whiningness and sort of comparisons to Anakin, he was nonetheless brutal. And we haven't seen that in a Star Wars villain in a while, particularly with Dooku and Grievous. Dooku was too calm and, like, seeming, and sort of half evil not even full really and grievous they made into a total comic book at least in revenge of the sith the animated series they do a little more with them much better in clone wars yeah yeah, in clone wars they do a lot better but from revenge of the sith you see him as the mace window even calls him a coward that flees to yudapal when um they beat dooku and everything um so this is it's been a while i think since we've seen a genuinely intimidating Star Wars villain, and I was struck by that right away in that opening scene. This, this isn't what I was going to comment on. If we're talking Kylo Ren, we can talk him a little here. Uh-huh. Uh, the the character I was going to comment on, and we can get to him later. He's not really that important. Is Hux? But okay, yeah. Oh, do you, you uh, think he was better? Or I, well, well, uh, d- we'll detour a moment. Okay, so with Hux, I think my point. Just quick, my point was that he was underused. I love Donald Gleason, and I think he could have been better, but he didn't get enough screen time to show that he was, like, the new Tarkin. See, well, oh, that, that's where brutal. it is. Yeah, to me, the thing with Hux is, like, I don't think, you know, he filled the role. Yeah, I think yeah, a yeah. lot of, a big thing with expectation, which I'm sure we'll talk about more, right, is right. that, honestly, with Hux, I, I don't even think it was that big of an issue, because I don't think he even had a pre-release of the movie toy. But, sure. like, with Phasma in particular, there was a big, you know, because everyone has Phasma's a toy. Phasma's a new effect. Because <laughs> she does nothing, but she's going to get all of the merchandise. Well, she'll also have bigger roles in the future movies. That's, yeah, that's right, what I've been right. seeing in the um, reviews, is that, like, okay. all these people that we see on the side yeah. are so well set up. And I, I mean, think, that was yeah. J.J. Abrams' job. His job was twofold, right? Sure. It was to make an awesome, well, tenfold, really. Sure, but sure. But primarily to make a movie that the fans enjoyed, that bridged the gap between that the, the original series and this one. But most of all, that launch that kicks off and launches the series, sure, sure. the new series. Yeah, right. now, absolutely. And so with Hux, one, I think he's coming back, which right. will help and give him a chance to do sure. a little more in the future. But like, I think I well, because when I came out, I couldn't remember if he was on Star Killer Base when it got destroyed. That's why I was thinking everyone yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. like the only one That's we don't see flee is Phasma, but they've right. said she's in future movies. And I didn't so. even think about it until after I um, wrote the review. So I'm like, oh, so you actually do like, see Dom Nolfley. Yeah, he specifically leaves uh, yeah. the planet. Um, but like with him, the thing is, I think he fills his role as well as he should. He does. And, I mean, I, oh, I'm not blaming him at all. Like, and I, I, I think I, I don't, it's not even a major critique. Because so. really, Tarkin's not that big a presence in the first movie. I mean, he true. dies off, yeah, pretty much without any comment. He's just sort of there. <laughs> the Death true, Star true. explodes now because it's Peter Cushing and because he's such a beloved classic character. Yeah, yeah. He's bigger in the mind. I think, and and he's actually had a good bit of expanded universe filler right, with right. like the Clone Wars and sure. Rebels, but he's had his own book too. too yeah, so he's yeah. he's grown, but yeah. I think the same potential is there for Hawks. I think Hawks has a great scene when he's given sure. the before the first um, firing of Starkiller Base. Sure, like, sure. There's intensity there. Yeah, there is like way over the top, but oh, and that's the other thing I forget to mention: Starkiller Base. 
destroys the entirety of the New Republic because the New Republic is sort of out. All the central planets that it controls are blown up simultaneously by... Yeah, it's like an entire star system gets wiped out. It's like the Death Star times... Seven. It was insane. It's yeah. one of the. It's like it's it's almost crazy powerful. But I mean, yeah. in general, like there's there's a lot. Like you said, they're much harder core. And yeah. until you really put it that way, like I didn't, I didn't make the connection that that. that I mean, I knew they were hardcore, but how much more? But them and how hardcore they were in comparison to previous Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, evil organizations. I mean, it was at least times ten. You know, like Absolutely. how, how, in, how brutal know. they were. I think that the. I mean, look. Once you get to the point of genociding planets, I don't think genociding like. More planets makes oh, you more brutal. Oh, you like one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if the Empire had been, you know, on the outskirt position, they'd have gladly been, like, going straight just, for Coruscant. It's, it's more that I just don't remember. Maybe I'm just not remembering it right. I just don't remember looking at, like, women and children villagers being just slaughtered, like, looking them right in the eye. Well, because eye. the original yeah. movies don't show that. No, because they don't. Because you couldn't show that in the 70s and yeah. get a PG rating. Mm-hmm. Right. You'd probably be a hard R in the 70s if you show children getting murdered. This yeah. one is the only PG-13 movie other than Revenge of the Sith. Right. In the saga. Yeah. Oh. But what I think, going back to Kylo Ren, uh-huh. long okay, way yeah, back yeah. around. It's okay. We're going to be jumping all over the place. Kylo Ren. Yours is really loud now. I just want to play it. It's, it'll all okay. bounce out. Kylo Ren is... Uh, I like him overall. Uh, yeah. I do like him. But I think I, I get what they're going for, and I do think it's supposed to be that he's a little unhinged. But I feel like the one part that didn't work for me, and it seems to work for most people, so you know, your mileage may vary. Okay. Uh, I didn't like his temper tantrums. Because they were a little yeah. They I were. felt they were a little over the top, and more than that, they were played for laughs. Did you think they were too close to Anakin? No, I didn't mind that. Like I get I think it's important that he ties to his family, right, so right. having him be unhinged and a little emotional works. Right. Um, but it's just the way he would, like, lose his mind and, like, attack stuff. Maybe if it had been more serious or if he, like, killed people. But you don't, you'd ever see Kylo, like, lose it and kill his men. You just see him, like, attack computers. And the way it's played for laughs, like, when the stormtroopers walk up and he's, like, having a temper tantrum and they just, like, back it up. Which is a funny scene. But to be fair, though, on the flip side, even though Vader killed people in his angry moments... It also had a comedic effect. You remember in Empire, he kills off like what two or three of his subordinates, like all the uh, the lieutenants and whatnot, and um, he says apology accepted. Hey, what? About, you know? what yes, that, but what happens in that one scene where Kylo Ren smashes stuff and there's the guy in the room with him? What happens then? Doesn't he kill that the guy? guy? Just sort of cowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't kill that guy. Okay. No, he doesn't kill him. But no, I think by Empire it's fine. But like in the first movie, when you chill with Darth, well, chill with Darth Vader. But like so when tough. when the guy is mouthing off to him and he just like force chokes him. That you know, true, it's just true. like. No, you get that this guy is powerful and he doesn't care I'm unless Tarkin calls him off. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a good scene. And oh, I don't know. Yeah. I just felt like Kylo felt a little petulant. Okay, yeah. Um, so no, well, but my, I was just gonna say my take on Kylo Ren is, I, he's probably aside from maybe Han Solo, my favorite thing about the movie. I absolutely, I mean, I really like Adam Driver. I really right, like right. him as a choice. Right. And I'm, I'm like really low for some reason, but they, it's all gonna be fine. Yeah. You, all right. You, you can't look at the levels on this. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, I love, I love, I love him in so many ways. I love when he takes off the mask, like how yeah. he looks like a child. He looks, yeah. he looks like somebody who is really trying. He, I mean, in general, he's struggling with this decision. And we haven't. I don't know the backstory yet. I know it's out there somewhere about like how he went evil exactly. 
but I mean, I'm dying to know that story, and I love the way he's conflicted. And to me, aside from the, the played for laughs thing, I can see what you're saying with the played for laughs aspect of it, but the temper tantrums in, in, in themselves, to me, I read it as he's trying to overcompensate to try to convince himself that he believes what he's doing right. to some extent. I, and he's just trying, trying to go like... like Because the whole thing about him is he's conflicted. And I think all of that leads up to that moment because I had no spoilers and because I wasn't really thinking... I, was, I wasn't even using my brain to try to think of what might happen. Uh-huh, yeah. I was letting it happen to me. Um, I had no idea he was going to kill Han. I yeah. didn't know that. And so I was shocked. But but, but I, it's not shock. I wasn't shocked, but I also didn't know it was going to happen. When he put this lightsaber in his hand, I for a second thought he might give it to him. This might be like a huge twist uh-huh. that like he goes good and then they both square off against him. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I really didn't know. Right. And I felt like his temper tantrums and his erraticism or whatever the right word, erraticness, right, right. And, his, and, and his petulance and just all of that made me wonder, what is this guy's thing going to be? What, which direction is he going to go when... When Han confronts him. I would agree because I think that all builds up to it. And I understand the criticisms, but I think especially in the moment between him and Rey, where Rey is starting to discover her Force abilities and she reads his mind and she says that you're worried that you'll never be as good as Darth Vader. That was a really powerful moment and it builds up to his killing Han. So all the kind of humorous undertones of his earlier tantrums make you think that oh maybe this is guy is just a joke and then he and maybe totally, he will and then he kills freaking han solo brutally brutally and in front of everyone and with his mask off yes and it's his father yeah now that was no i do think overall yeah. kyra is very effective yeah. i like that they they're very much going for that unhinged feel i mean right, right. his lightsaber is unhinged even oh, with yes. like the static and they can barely keep some people were like that doesn't make sense as a weapon right but i it, they made it look really like it makes sense i mean in addition to being you know a, what is it a hilt or what do you call oh, the cross guard yeah the yeah. Cross oh, well guard. i was just talking about the the this crackling of the saber like it was oh. an unstable blade yeah oh i didn't i didn't catch that i'm glad i i'm glad i clarified that um, but also just like the gnarliness of it, it's just like he's like a little younger and new mm-hmm. school, and no, and the way he used it to like burn through that's what Finn's shoulder. Yeah, that was a great moment. I loved that. I was like, wow, look at that. There's another use of that aside from being a cross guard. Is that like you know when you're being blocked, you can like stick it. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think it was a good utility. I've always wondered that because lightsabers they always seem to be in positions where if you just like pushed down, you could like slap your sure. opponent. But I don't know. I, I liked that. I um I, I think he overall worked really well as the villain, and oh. I'm excited to see more of him, especially. I think that, yeah, we're supposed to be unsure of him to right, a certain right. extent. Uh, now, as far as that bridge scene goes, I think the second it started, it was like, nope, Han's dead for me. Oh, I knew, I, I knew it was going to happen, but even knowing that didn't make it any less emotional. No, it's cer- no, no. There and were tears in it. Right, I yep. gave it seventy five percent odds, uh-huh. but I thought there was a chance right. we'd have been surprised. Well, That's what I thought. The second they walked in and were looking, I was like, may- yeah. Before before then, like at the very start, I thought maybe. But as soon as you get the minty, like when Luke shows up and Ben yeah. is about to get yeah. stabbed by Darth yeah. Vader, which is yeah. essentially what that scene was. Well, and that's what it had to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And harkening back to that. That from that because it is more or less a parallel to the Obi Wan Vader fight in New Hope, we knew it was going to happen. But why I would say is that it is a million times more emotional is because there is way more conflict going on here in the original scene in New Hope. Well, first of all, the honest trailer the other day described like or in the for the New Hope one described it as like 
two old guys poking each other, um, yep. which is totally true. And also, Obi-Wan went into that fight completely ready to die, and because he knew it was time, he had yeah. done his part with Luke, he knew he had to become one with the Force. Right. And, but um, Han and had like, so much left Han to live. Han had so much left to and it's not that he wasn't willing to sacrifice himself for um, anything, it was that he wanted, he desperately wanted to bring his son back to and the and real the shame that, of it the real shame of it too is the fact that he actually instead of bringing his son back he now has contributed to his son being totally all in exactly like there's no in a tragic now. twist i just can't see any redemption for kylo now um and no there definitely isn't no, redemption for and, him he's he's well, give it time I and mean, by a third movie they can make I mean, that work work it's very possible um, but Right now, it's going to take a lot. I'm, I'm hearing this from you. You're the guy who kept wanting Ward on S.H.I.E.L.D. to get a redemption arc. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I love Ward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> but but after after I saw him, Ward pop dudes, like, two dudes in the face, like, three different times, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. no uh, the other thing, they na- that Kylo Ren's original name is Ben Solo. Now, see, I didn't like that. Okay. Not just because of the... Now, obviously, the Expanded Universe That's got jettisoned. That's why they did it. I'm, no, well, I'm entirely fine with the Expanded Universe getting jettisoned. Am I sitting there the whole time going, is his name Jason? Yes, because that's their na- his name in the Expanded. But it's just... It seems like a weird touch for Han and Leia to name their son Ben. See, I think yeah. it's their like, way in, of doing... I think it's J.J. Abrams' way of saying, like, the Expanded Universe does not count. If you didn't know it, now you know it. Well, you yeah. already know it just from right. the way but it's played out. But if you didn't know it, now but it, you it, know it. It just now. it felt like a little false. I wouldn't. But see if it them... had been Jason, it might have got. It might have been muddier. No, I'm not even saying it needed to be Jason. I'm just saying Ben seems like a bad choice because, like in the in the expand, I don't want to pull too he much from like the expanded ben, universe. Mm-hmm. But you know, Luke naming his son Ben makes sense sure. because that was his mentor. It was his mentor. They had a connection. I mean, Leia barely me- doesn't even really meet Ben at any point. <laughs> She like meets him for a second sure. from sure. a distance before he gets killed. So it's just that 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 decision seemed odd. Um I got an idea that would have been cool. Um No, Han Jr. No, that won't work. Yeah, no. Yeah. But if you think about it, I mean Ben was the primary instigator of all that happened in the original I mean, like he helped he guided them through and Han was in, initially thought nothing of him and by the end I think came to really respect him. And Leia, of course, admired him because she served. Uh, he, of course, served with um, Padme. Uh, your, choice would have been, your choice would have been a different name, just random. Yeah, well, not even necessarily random. There's not probably, random as in. I mean, I'm not saying call him Bale, but there are options yeah. that you could have gone with to try. Bale would have been kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's more you could have done, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's just been felt like a weird name for them and to have picked. I mean,. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Anyway, but let, moving on, because we're talking a lot about Kylo. He'll come yeah, up more right. as we move to the plot. Let's move I think characters, yeah, characters are a big place to talk. Yeah. There's not much to say, really, with Phasma or uh, Hux, other than that they are in the movie. Did I hear Phasma talk? Yeah, she talks yeah, she a does, few like, times. Okay. Because uh, they're at the end when... Well, at the beginning, she is the one who senses um, Finn's disobedience. And at the end... Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Turning your lightsaber and all that sure, shit. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So briefly, but and you know that's Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. Uh, now, the, as far as go back to heroes, heroes. Uh, let's go first. through the orders of that they show up. We talked a little about Poe. Poe, Poe was awesome. 
awesome. He's like, effortlessly cool. Yeah. He, like, you want to yeah. hang out with Poe yes, almost exactly, immediately. That's exactly how I would describe it. He's the guy you want to hang out with in the he, galaxy. He also has almost zero, and, and, and the, what shocked me is that Oscar Isaac could pull off almost zero darkness. Yes. Like, like I mean, almost Machina, zero. Like, like, almost everybody has some darkness. No, he's just... He's got almost none in yeah. that role. Yes. And it blew my mind. How does he take all that darkness out? Even after getting I'm, tortured, he's just yeah. effortlessly He's like, hey, chill. bud! He's like, like hey, I thought he was going to be like, pissed that's, at Finn. That's the thing. He names him Finn, too. He's like, yeah. does he get rid and realize his name is FN, whatever? And he's like, I'm going to call you Finn. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, but but when I, I even thought, this is how much I was, try, I was fighting against what I knew of Oscar Isaac. Sure. When he rolled up to Finn in the hangar, I literally thought he was going to be pissed at him. Sure, sure. I thought absolutely. he was going to be like, you left me, or, you know what I mean, you you took over my identity, or something like that. Like, in a lot of other movies, it might have been. He lets but him no. keep his vest. Like, he's he just was, like, he no, just no, like, no, that looks like, straight, he's dude. like, hey, yeah. man, that vest looks chilling you, yeah, bro. Yeah. It's like, good to like, see you. this guy is just awesome. Like, yeah. And he's and, and, I lo- and he's a Beast Mode pilot. Yes. I mean, it's just, he's just a really cool, great character. And, and instead of trying to, like, put too much baggage on him... They just made him fun and cool, and he serviced his job. In fact, I'd say that's pretty universal for all the characters, is sure. that I didn't see too much unnecessary baggage on anybody. Right, right. No, and I, I mean, Poe is basically Wedge Antilles and Biggs with more screen time. Like, I mean, even, I mean, he was only really in it a little bit, but just enough to where we're like, this is great, you know? No, I think we're definitely poised to see more of him yes. in the sequels and to see him have a much better friendship with Finn. Sure. Not that, not better friendship makes it sound like they weren't friends, this was but to see them bond a lot Right, more. this was just the beginning. And what's great is that the few scenes they have together really do sell the fact that these two are going to be best buds exactly. going forward. Exactly, exactly. Um, one thing I was a little thrown off for, when you t- just in that one, because you made me think of it, um, is... Uh, Daisy going up to Finn at the end and saying, uh, we'll see each other again, I'm sure of it. Like, how about you'll see him, like, when you get back from visiting Luke, like, in about two days? No, I don't think two days. Oh, no, I think That's the sort of setup where she's gone for months. I don't oh, understand I... why, though. Because like, she's, she's training. training. She's going to be she training as a Jedi. Training, like... But why I'll see you again? He's going to be part of the uh, Jedi. I mean, of the... Yeah, but, yeah, but he did, could die he while could she's be... gone. Right. They, you know, yeah, they could I don't know. I thought again. it was a little heavy-handed. I thought she should have just said thank you for... Thank you, uh, Oh, no, I liked like it, that. though. No, I like that he moment, wasn't yeah. talking, and, Oh, no, she's going to be gone a while. But Luke is going to be the new Yoda, pretty much. Yeah, he's, he's mean, going to be no, trading her. I get her. that. I get yeah. that. I just didn't... All right. I, I just... I just Because I know they're going to be, like, thrown right back together. The minute he starts... I don't know. Like the whole point of Empire is that they're not together yeah, for no, the majority of the movie. Think about how and like, really, how time passes there. yeah. Despite how the movie plays out, I mean that movie takes place over several weeks, possibly months, with right, them, right, with yeah. hiding and all sure, of that. Sure. Yeah. So the odds are, I would, I would very much imagine that they're not together. At the That's very the possible. Movie. I just that note didn't work for me, but I hear okay. you. I hear yeah. you. Uh, speaking of Finn, because I think he's the next <laughs> character we meet, and you like Attack the Blocker, right? Oh, I do. Yeah. Attack the Blocker yeah, is yeah, a good movie. Yeah. John Boyega is great in this role, and. What I love about him is the trailers really sell him as a more serious. That's exactly what I said in like, my review, too. Grim character, but yeah. he's the comic relief, yes. really. Like him in BB 8. Despite being raised in the First Order and raised as a stormtrooper to be this Nazi esque killer, he totally embraces the hero and the positivity. Yeah, well, it was also cool the way they talked about Phasma mentioned conditioning, or somebody mentioned conditioning. And, like, that he'd gone through all this conditioning, and nonetheless, he's still strong. You right, know? right. Well, you get sure. thousands of conditioned people. One of them's going to be able to resist. Yeah. And it's it's interesting, because he fills the Han role. 
in this movie. Yes. He's the Han Solo, as it were. Right. The because non, he doesn't want to fight. He doesn't... Now, does he have any force or no force at all? He doesn't have force abilities. He's just able... He... Anyone yeah, can yeah, swing a lightsaber. Anyone can swing... That's the thing. And also, like, uh, the main reason Kylo lost the fight was because he was just totally unhinged and without any discipline, whereas Rey used the force to beat him. Yeah, but um, Finn, like, Finn Finn lost that fight oh, yeah, because just, he is not a force he's not, user. No, he's not. No. That was what I was wondering. Was that the implication? Um, yeah, and I, I love how the posters teased him as the, like, new Jedi. Well, that's and, what I was going to yeah. say. In general, I love, like, that very first trailer when there's, like, the da da and Finn's head pops up. Right. And that whole, that whole trailer made it look totally different to me. It looked like he was like, what? Where am I? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Ray just comes and, like, saves him. And it wasn't that way. The two of them save each other. Initially, yes. he was helping. I mean, it, it really was, it was, everything about it was different than they thought. Like I was saying before, the smokescreen of, of Kylo Ren being a fanboy. Yeah. You know, maybe they'll talk more about him caring about, you know, that helmet and about this, the lightsaber and that stuff really mattering. Uh-huh. But it's mainly because it's his legacy. It's his grandfather. And he knows right. that if he uses that as a source of evil, he can tap into that. Sure. And that'll, like, give him strength in a superficial way almost, which is interesting. It's like, to him, it's not from the core. It's sure. in a, a more superficial. But I love the way that, like, there was that comment. There was the previews. There was Han and Chewie. Now, I, I'm sure if I knew, like, intricately understood like every little set piece that's in every Star Wars movie mm-hmm. that when he said hi uh, Chewie we're home I would have realized that meant the Millennium Falcon but I just thought it might be an actual location so mm-hmm. like I was just just in general it was very good at showing you stuff but telling you nothing Absolutely. I went into this movie knowing nothing about Absolutely. what was going to happen not anywhere the only way I knew is after a while you realize that it's following a pretty similar plot to New Hope yeah, um, that's where a lot of the beats come from, uh, you know, from the opening on the desert planet to the assault on the big evil base to right. the death of the mentor. I mean, there's a lot of parallels, but I, I think would overall work. Uh, but Finn, as a character, is just so entertaining. But he's he's Han Solo in a different way. He's not Han Solo. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to not. He, he doesn't want to avoid fighting because there's no money in it. He's he's kind of cowardly. Not well, like an outright. Right. It's just he's because seen so he's much. He's seen so much. Horror. He just wants to get away from it all. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I think, and also here's the other thing: he's been in the belly of the beast. It's another interesting idea. So as much as there were old tropes, there were also a lot of new ones. Yeah. Here's a guy who's seen just how brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen a, just a taste of how brutal these guys are. He's lived it. He's seen it. He's mm-hmm. you know he's been conditioned to believe it, and the whole time didn't believe it. Imagine what it'd be like if you were like hanging out with Nazis. And, like, you weren't a Nazi. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people probably, hopefully, you know, that were, you know what I'm saying. Like, imagine what that must have felt, what that would feel like if you're, you know, a thinking, caring, feeling person and you're you're around monsters. You know, just what that, how scary that would be. You know, that you could see what humans are capable of. Whenever somebody does something really evil in this world, I always look at them and I'm like, man, like, I I can't believe you're capable of that and you're a human being. And so knowing how brutal they are. You know, in a lot of places people say things to the effect of, uh, you know, they will, that evil will, one of the big things Game of Thrones does really well. Evil wins a lot in Game of Thrones because evil doesn't have the same standards. Uh-huh. They don't have the same limitations. They don't have the same rules. They don't care uh-huh. about so many things. So, like, to be good and win is much harder than to be evil with no standards and win. And so that's kind of like what I think he's seen. He's seen just, they don't care. They'll destroy everything in their path. And, and and he's seen that, and he's like, we got no shot. Right? There's no there's no rebel alliance. There's nothing. We're fucked, you know. And and you know. And then until it became like about Ray, then he was like, I, I mean, I can't, I can't turn my back on this. Yeah. And that's I think... the other thing about oh, just quick about the First Order. They don't use any clones because the Empire by the time 
the original trilogy came around, I think they were still using clones to an extent. It was more like human soldiers. Here, it's all human soldiers. Um, conditioned human conditioned, soldiers, which is interesting. Conditioned from birth, because we all we know about Finn's past is that he was taken from his family. Well, it's also what allows there to be more diversity in the Stormtroopers, yes. too, as opposed to one dude that's copied a million times. Sure, it's just sure. one white dude. Sure. Well, there's still probably a lot of, of under the mask. We don't really see anybody, so there's probably still a lot of the same extras filling those roles at the moment. Oh, that's, yeah, that's not but, what I meant. I right, meant right, if they, right. like, and Daniel they Craig. more diversity. I yes, mean, <laughs> Daniel Craig. Is, did you see that? No, I didn't. He has a I, cameo, I heard of it. He has I, a cameo as a Stormtrooper on the... Whatever planet um, Maz Kanata was on. He has, one, he has a line. The, the Andor-ish life. Yeah. What does he say? Does he say anything? He has a line. I don't know what it was. I forget. But he, he does have a line. Okay. Um, but yeah, so so Finn's great, and I think that right away they established the relationship between he and Ray as just being great. Ideally, uh, friends. I could see them just being friends. Sure. Or, or, I mean, I guess romance is in everyone's mind just because they happen to be the leads, but I, yeah, I, I also like the idea I of, of just a, friends. I see it more as a friendship. Like, uh, I, I could see it going either way, I and I think that is play. really good. Right. I think that's really good. So if, if they do become lovers, like it will be based on a strong friendship. And a strong mutual respect. And but if so Ray that's becomes cool. a Jedi, then that might be out the window. I, it's step, that's something I, I think they lifted from the expanded universe. We'll get there when we start right, talking okay. about Ray. Okay. But okay. Uh, so BB-8, I think, deserves a quick mention as oh, just scene stealing. Might be the best character in the new movie. I mean, I was, mean, I love how much more they translated what he said. Yes. I don't remember R two uh, R two D two being translated as much. In fact, mm-hmm. really at all, not comparatively at least. Right, right. Uh, or There's two, a lot of calling out his lines. Like, but th- well, no, I'm saying BB-8 like, was like so many, he had so many great lines that were called out. Mm-hmm. So many. I mean, I loved when he was talking with Finn and then there was like the middle finger thing. Like that was so, what? You mean the thumbs up? No, 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 no. When he gave him the middle finger with flicking the lighter out. No, that was a thumbs up. Because cause Finn yeah. gave him the thumbs up. <laughs> BB-8 didn't flick him off. I thought he flicked him off. <laughs> no, it was a thumbs up. Finn I thought he gave was him a thumbs off. up. No, they were agreeing. They were like, yeah, all right, I got your back. Because BB-8 was friends with him. Oh, yeah. I thought he. I thought BB-8 was saying, oh, man, you just put me in a bad spot. Screw you. I think that's in BB-8's personality. Okay. Well, anyway, anyway, I love BB-8. Um, that 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 messes that. I rethink that scene for a minute. But 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 the but the rest of just the things that BB-8 says and the way that he acts and he I mean he's just so expressive. And I actually read that there were seven BB-8s. Um, to mm-hmm. and that they had different nicknames. So there's mm-hmm. one that was the bowling ball EBB8. He was the fast moving one. Yeah. There was one that was the I think they call him the twister, and he like would do all like the twisting yeah, motions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then there was a cop, one or two or more that were controlled intricately, like they were stationary, okay. but they had like guys controlling every gesture so uh. that so that he could be incredibly expressive, like beyond what they could do any other way. So that's why he's just so expressive and cool. I mean, what a, that's a that's a tough act to follow, you know, to try to have. I mean, he's little, he's a little little dude, and like he he really lives up in every way. No, I think, think he's a great evolution of the idea of the R two D two type character, um, and just highly entertaining and exciting to see more movies with him down the line. Right. Um, as far as yeah, and he fills the R two D two type, obviously. Uh, yeah. uh, speaking a minute to the, there's not really a C three PO type. In no, this movie. no, I mean we get. Um... A brief appearance by C3PO toward the end. Very brief. Like, very, very brief. He has a red and arm now. It was the, yes. <laughs> and it was also the best uh, way to bring in um, his appearance because 
he interrupts a nice sentimental moment between Han and Leia, yeah. who is, are now estranged, obviously, because which is of how C-3PO rolls. Which is just, and it was perfect, <laughs> and I think that got more cheers than, if it didn't it get... It got more, tons of cheers it, when I saw oh, it. Oh, if it didn't get more than when Luke appeared at the end, it got just as much. Like, it was, like, that, like... What, that, that, yeah. you know, it's, it's side tangent, what got cheers in your theaters? Because I can think of all the moments that got huge cheers for all us. Right, we, so, obviously, the ending, the opening... Um, yeah, when, when it goes, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was huge, right? Yeah. Huge Han, and the, there. Um, Han and Chewie, Han and Chewie, um, C three PO, R two. Um, so that's the thing. Bring and any Leia, any old yeah, thing that came back. That, uh, all the the only thing the old characters had to do was show up, pretty much. Yeah, um, in every case, and, and more or less, like that's the decision. I mean, I understand Leia is out of a smaller role. She kind of did sort of just like. Whereas Han, I like, I love what they did with him. They, he's still Han Solo, not the same. Like we should, we see how he's evolved in over the past thirty years and been affected by the things that have happened in his life and and how uh, he's gone. And they had a really good rationale for why he's now a smuggler. Again. Exactly, exactly. Good because it's like wow, thirty years later and all that adventure, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. didn't wise up, right? No, right. he did, but much like an addict, he went back to his comfort zone. Sure, sure. When he um, lost his family, I right? Mean, that's, yeah, yeah, it's not right, and therefore, no, no, and therefore, you know, to try to distract himself, went back to quote the only thing he was ever good at. And so, on the flip side, and there are some criticisms of Leia, and to an extent, I oh, do are there? Well, because the I because that's my one complaint with the movie. Yeah, is I didn't really like. I didn't believe her, it, and she took me out of it a bit. She really did, and I mean, uh, and so I that's been something it, people have said. Yeah, and okay. I, like, I don't know if it's just because they were going for that because you know she's worn down by the fact that um, she's lost her family, but to be the leader of the new resistance, need a little more charisma. Seemed, yes, need a little more so. energy. Right. Need a little more. Spunk, sure, yeah. Sure. I just was, I it, for me, it was just when she came on the screen, uh, the energy just drained a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And again, that might have been intentional to show a contrast to what's I happened. So. But I, I think yeah, it was I intentional. Know. I think it's okay. her. The point of her character is to be kind of beaten down a little bit yeah, uh-huh. because she's obviously got a big role to play in the future. Sure, like she's the only parent left. She's gonna. Yeah, she's been playing if, a big role her entire life, and it's becoming. Yeah, and, you know, it helps now. coming from Return of the Jedi, which was her weakest performance in the original trilogy. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't really think that much of it. Uh, I, I just think that she's going to be integral. If, if there is a redemption arc for Kylo Ren, she's got to be a part of it. Yeah. Or else it would be weird. Right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, there's something about, there's something about yeah. when she came on the screen. I, mean, I wasn't much, having, right. I just wasn't enjoying myself when I was no, seeing that and, part. And, 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 and it, it also, it also took me out of it authenticity-wise. Like, I just, like, felt like, at that one point, I felt like I was watching a movie as opposed to being swept up in it. But that's just why, I, yeah. just how it affected me. You, you can't no, really... and I think many are going to have that reaction, and I already have. Um. So let's see what other characters because I'm saving Ray. the big one for last. Yeah, oh, right, we do Ray and Diane. Yeah, that's Ray. I, Ray, I think. Uh, uh, well, one of the her and Snoke, I think there's the most to speculate and say about. Okay. Uh, uh, other than that, we've got who else? We have. We got some cameos. Maskinata. Do we want to? Talk yeah, Maskinata is really right, interesting because cool. I thought she was fascinating. Because really, who can we really compare her to from the? I mean. She's Maybe not Yoda-ish. the original, but, but more like like Yoda ish. But even then, Yoda is a Jedi Master. She doesn't. No, she. she no, you're right. Though that is the closest connection. Like, I think she's very sort of, wise. Right, she's wise. She's sort of this mystic, otherworldly being who is obsessed with collecting relics from all these eras of the saga. Well, she doesn't um, have think, the Force, but she is Force sensitive. Yeah, like I think because she's able to sense things and 
Um, I mean, she's a key player in pushing Ray toward her destiny. So she's definitely force sensitive. I, um, I would say. I think yeah. Why I say Yoda with her is she's more than Han, who just sort of admits it's real. She brings sure. the mysticism back yes, to the force yes. that the prequels kind of shied away from. Yeah, just a little. And that's what Yoda does in the more so than anyone else. Yoda really sells that idea of the mystical side of exactly. the force, and that's what she does in this movie right, after right. the vision that Ray has. Um, and there was that Han said something about like don't look this one directly in the eye or something like that. Like uh, he made it sound like uh, to be intimidated by her at first, and then she comes out as this Yoda sized. Well, I think that was out. another I one of those. She can read. She could see through you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got that it. was I one of those misdirects from like the pre-release info because they describe right. her as. A pirate, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, made, yeah. I don't know. Everything that it lead up sounded like her character was going to be more threatening, and even the lead up and in her, the movie made it sound like and, she was going to be a threat. Well, the interior of her castle did look like a um, was clearly a Mos Eisley, Mos Eisley yeah. um, with all the people hanging out. There. Oh, did they even have the and instruments? That, right, I mean, it's, and it's, the instruments, and I think they brought they, back the wolf dudes too. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, got yeah, CGI'd yeah, yeah, out yeah, of yeah, the yeah. special edition. I also sure. liked. I also liked how they played with expectations, like. That big dude in there, like he really looked like he was gonna be like come become like get disrupt like get disturbed and become an issue, right, right, and stuff. And I and I love that. Like there, there was a lot around there that like could have come up but didn't, right. And that's where someone is there spying them and sells them out to the first order. And and by the way, that person could come in later movies, and so could you know. There's a oh, lot. Yeah, there's right a lot on. of potential. Oh, absolutely. It, it shows. Again, I think that's one of the scenes that best illustrates how this movie ties to the original in a way the prequels don't. Because when I think of the closest thing to Moss Eisley in the prequels is probably the opening of uh, episode two when yeah. they go to that bar, which has a great funny moment with the death sticks. But other than that, that bar You're just sell me death sticks. Yeah, that bar just feels like a bar. It doesn't feel like a lived-in place much the so. way that Moss Eisley or Moss Katana's. Place. Also, yes. what's really Katana's. good about Moss Katana is the fact that it shows you the diversity of the universe really well. Oh, absolutely. When, when I say like the different aliens species and the different types um and just the the way that like there are people with different and also just uh political differences people have you know the fact that there's there's a spy there and there's every man there's people that have different views and, and just just how you know it really represented how like you only see like really two sides uh-huh. but it showed some of the middle shades of the universe and what uh-huh. different people might be up to it was interesting sure um I think that's pretty well. We we get some cameos. Admiral yeah. Akbar shows and, back. Oh up. yes, Nian well, Numb. One more thing on the the Mas Cantana scene though. That like vision scene Ray has. That was really like nothing much we had seen in the Star Wars universe before because we had always. I didn't know what to make of it. Well, because the thing was like both Luke and Anakin had had these like visions like these before. We had never seen them though. He she like we saw Empire, like glimpses of Anakin's visions, right? And, but yeah, this was the most intense. He, like because like Luke in Empire just says, um, "I see a cloud city." Like um, Han Leia, they're in pain, terrible pain. You know, like when he's mm-hmm. and that's yeah. why because yeah. it him to go off to Bespin. But here, actually seeing these distorted Im- images of her past when she's abandoned by her family and um, seeing Kylo Ren in there, like all these things. If that was just a real, 99% Luke. Like if I had to give odds. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It was this very sort of surrealist moment. I loved it. Um, But it was by far, I think, the most unique part of the film, really, Mm -hmm. because it was so unlike anything we had seen before. Uh, And, you know, I think now is a good time to talk about Rey, who who far and away... Did you just say that she's Luke's daughter 99%? No, I was saying that oh. 99% she saw Luke in her vision. Oh. I would in turn say 99% yes, yeah, she is Luke's daughter. Yeah. yeah. But as far as the... It, it, when you when you get to the end of the movie, 
far and away the person that is the clearly this is who the sequels are or the, the sequels are about. It comes down to Ray, yes. and she's going to be the breakout star of this trilogy, which in was a, a real, huge way. Which just the fact that she was the main star. I mean, I read a, a spoiler-free review that said basically that she was the main character, but until like a day or two before the movie, like I thought really that John Boyega was going to be far and away the number one main right, character, right, right. and I was wrong. Yeah, I, I never had that just because there was a lot of just speculation on her being Han and yeah, Leia's daughter. I, didn't yeah, a lot of that. I thought I thought she was going to be more of what John Boyega was to John Boyega. I thought it was literally going to be reversed. I thought they'd both be in it a lot, mm-hmm. but that she'd be like the, the scavenger yeah. that, 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 that he would meet yeah. and he and, on, and help him along on his journey right. and be like uh, scrappy and, and right. not nearly as refined and cool. And I, I don't know. And I don't know, know for me, they played with those expectations. Yeah, yeah no, really I, I don't know. For me, it was just the fact that, yeah, that she was the desert scavenger. I mean, she was clearly Anakin and Luke. Yes. I mean, that's where those parallels just made it seem like this would ultimately be her story. And I mean, other than main, other than the, the opening crawl and original series actors showing up, the biggest cheer our theater had was when she summoned the lightsaber. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that was the yes it's time. Yes. This is she's the character. It was she's also be a huge hero twist mark. because you know they or a misdirect. Yeah, it was a misdirect in the advertising. No, 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 no. I mean, physically on the screen, you see him pulling for it and Adam it Driver? flies right by him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, yeah was that was really was well awesome. done. It was yeah. really well pulled off, just visually. And just that fight because she I thought it might have been Luke. Right. I thought it was going to fly past both of them and go into Luke's hand, and he yeah, would have showed yeah. up. Yeah, I yeah. literally thought that. Yeah. But yeah, so Ray. Because I want to talk about that, the Luke, the Luke of it all the is Luke worth mentioning yes, as yes. well. Oh, absolutely! But yeah, just Ray. She's instantly likable. You know, she's Perfect. good-hearted. She's sensitive to the Force. You just she wants to do good and help the universe. But she also has this, you know, dedication to trying to find her family as well. That's pretty heart wrenching. Yes. Yes. Um, she's just instantly likable, and you want to see more of her. And the end of the movie promises that we're going to see a lot more of her going mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. She's the star, and. Uh, it, it it was great. I know everyone that I saw it with loved her and was excited to see more of her. It's great to see just the diversity of this movie in general is fantastic. It's not just a bunch of white dudes in space. Right. Well, he with said, Lando. He, and Lando. Here's, here's what yeah. he literally said. He, 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 literally, he literally said, he said, for me it was very important that this movie reflected our current world and what sure. it looks like. Yeah. yeah. I think that's great. Um, because you've got, yeah, really, other than... Han and the bad guys. <laughs> there, there aren't white guys doing much yeah, in this movie yeah. other than being evil or being Han Solo. Right, right. Um, and that's the thing I, I like about her character. I mean, she has that longing for adventure, but she's also has the scars of her past that are so vital to who she is. And unlike Luke, who has Obi Wan come in and say it's your destiny to become a Jedi, a lot of it is she's just thrown into the middle of this conflict without really a choice like luke has a clear choice making you know well i I mean it's also kind of made for him but he has a clear reason to leave and go fight the empire because um his adopted parents are killed and you know and this is the only path you can see a kick with ray she really could have walked away at any time because she had she could have sold the droid yeah that would have been it the only reason she was uh, stuck in this was because the droid landed in her hands and, and she decided she had a heart enough, right, and to help Fen get out of there. Well, um, no, to, to help, initially to help the droid, to help the droid. Because exactly if it hadn't been sure. for the droid, then maybe she wouldn't have caught Finn's attention right, in the first right, place. Right. And then, you know, it's the, it's the butterfly effect. But no, just the fact that she had the heart to hold on to the droid, as opposed to literally what they did a very good job of showing 
how valuable that droid would have right. been to her. But like, after... compelling, I mean, like, a quarter portion versus what? 60 portions. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like, oh my god, look at those portions. I mean, and they showed just how valuable and scarce yeah. those portions were, and then here's this little droid. So that really emphasized, like, her heart level. Right. But She's after... probably hungry, you know? Sure. But after they initially escaped the stormtroopers there and met up with Han, she could have easily said, all right, that was enough adventure for me. See, uh, have the droid. She tried to at, at different points. She didn't try to say, I'm gone. Yeah. But she did say to, to Han, I, I can't be your, your, your second. She yeah, had a yeah, mission, yeah. and she wanted to complete that mission. And what I think... And that, that's where we get to the question of it, right? Because with the visions, uh-huh. with the legacy of the Skywalkers, with even the way Han reacts to her and her history, she's... Who is she but Luke's daughter, know, really? Yeah, how about no one's daughter? Well, she clearly had parents, because she remembers no, 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 but, like, how about, like, they're just parents? Then why is she so tied to the Skywalker legacy? And also, Luke seems to recognize that the theory going around is that he erases her memory... At a young and, and leaves her there on Jakku because he doesn't want to, to put her another, in danger to, and to see another Kylo come to it because yeah because that's the he's, family he's failed Kylo he doesn't want to see it again that's why he leaves her that's why he goes into hiding he doesn't want it. he feels that he's more of a burden to the galaxy than uh, help and that's that's the sort of thing now going in Where's again mom though why can't she raise her who's his mom uh, who's his mom is she alive yeah. i mean I ideally it's Mary jade but no uh again expanded universe creeping in but again and that's an influence Wait, they had. I, there was a lot of there was a lot of thought of of them being twins yeah, yeah, especially yeah. with the parallelism on the poster of how they were holding sure, their sure. weapons and just just once it seems like they're cousins now if they're anything sure, more sure. so than because once han and leia it's like they would maybe mention something having abandoned a daughter on a desert planet yeah, as sure. opposed to not, um, but it seemed like the way Han recognized her story, it almost seemed like, and wanted to give her, because obviously, if he's honoring Luke's wishes, he's not going to tell her anything. Right, right. But he could want to protect her because they're related. Right, right. Um, so I could see that being the case. Uh, that That's where it, I also could see them, Finn and her, ending up together, just because in the expanded universe, and I would wager in this movie, Luke said, no, that's a really stupid rule. Right. Which it is. It's a really stupid rule that the prequels don't do a good job of justifying. Yeah, what? That Jedi can't have love in their life. Like, you can't, well, you you can't get that. married. I don't remember that. That's oh, why right. this marriage to Padme was a two, secret. They go into detail about it. The scene between Anakin and Padme and all that. Like, um, now, it's so horribly William, acted, you might have blacked oh gosh, out. Yeah. That's probably but, why. No, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Jedi are not allowed to have romantic partners. Because oh, they... but Leia is not a Jedi? Leia's not a Jedi. No, she's a no, general. No, she's Force-sensitive, but... She never became a Jedi. Yeah. Oh. Um, and so, but, but in the expanded universe, Luke is like, nope, that's a stupid rule that was dumb and led to Darth Vader. Yeah. So screw that mess. We're just going to be able to have love and, and deal with it. And they do because there's really, it's really a bad, it's just a bad decision. Yeah. Um, but so that's why I could see that happening. I think Luke clearly found someone and had a daughter. That would be my guess. Right. Uh, I mean, that's everybody's guess, but the only thing, I mean, for you and I heard the guys at the store today. And and is that what you think? At ultimate, did I, yeah. Right. Is that what you think too? What that he, she's the daughter? Yeah, yeah. So like, do you really think they're just going to do something that's that known? Or they're not going to try to subvert it at all? I mean, I mean it's hard to could. tell, but it's just like at this point. I mean, 
Because we still have another couple years before episode 38 comes out. Not, not something. Only a year and a half. True, yeah, that's it. Is it's that a summer. true? It's a summer. Yeah. And Rogue One is next year, too. That's the other... Okay, I want to get into why I don't think there should be anthology films in a, in a little bit. I'll get more on that. Yeah, we'll have a lot of end-up type yeah, yeah. things we can um, talk about. But, but yeah, so no, we don't even have that long to it. Um, I just think that the hints are so strong that for are, it to like, be something else would be like just a twist really for the hard. sake of it. Yeah, yeah. Um... So maybe they. I, I I'm just, okay with little things like that. No. Yeah, I think it's because because what 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 Lucas always said, and what I think they've said is the distinction between the main episodes and the anthology films is this is the story of the Skywalkers. Sure. So if it's Ray's story for her to not be in some way related to the Skywalkers, and most likely his daughter, at worst his niece, but I think his yeah. daughter, yeah. it would be a weird twist. Yeah. Um. And I think people want it to be her. I want they want her to be the hero who's a Skywalker and can continue the legacy oh, sure. in a positive way that Kylo Ren can't. And for them to be family adds important, you know, parallelism between the two of them. Now, if Finn is Lando's son, which that's another theory going around, that might be overkill. Like, I mean, as much as I want to see Billy D. Williams come back, they're like, I just want to see. Like, I just want to see him, but like. That might be a little too overdone if they make him. He likes the role he's doing with the voice on Rebels, so yeah. I would it's love just, to see him back. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's a need to, to connect. There's no, there's to not to, to say, oh, there's two African-American characters. Let's connect them. That's yeah, yeah, so yeah. on the nose. No, that's always Right, a bit, it is. Yeah. And that, it's and like, so, really? Yeah. You know? Like, there's but, no other African-Americans that could have had a child? Right. Like, maybe he's Sana, Sana Solo? Is that her name? Sana Solo, yeah. Yeah, maybe he's Sana Solo. That would be yeah. kind of cool. Uh, and that would be a way to tie in. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people. There were a lot of crazy theories. There were like... Uh, there were crazy theories that Ezra from Rebels was Kylo oh, Ren, which you know I'm not opposed to those tying together. I wouldn't right, mind right. seeing Ezra or someone from sure, the show sure. show up, but uh, it was just a weird theory like that. Yeah. Uh, so last big character because I still want to talk about the action scenes. I think what was great about this movie is that it was characters first. Yes. But there are some good action scenes. So uh, Snope, Supreme Leader Snoke. Snope or Snoke. Snoke is Snoke. Yeah. yeah it's, so what is that? Giant, Vol- Giant Voldemort is how is what we can say. Well, is he a giant? Like, is it? A- I'm just saying the look. He yeah, he looked like that. a giant. I like the way that yeah, scene yeah, played, yeah, where it's yeah. like, are they putting a giant in the movie? Yeah, and then yeah, it was yeah, a hologram. Yeah. Right. So I mean, he could still be a pretty big dude. Oh, I think he's I that think big. he still is. Yeah, because. I, I mean, think he's Jabba the Hutt. All size. the holograms have been the same. Well, that's size. bigger than Jabba the Hutt. Oh yeah, yeah, but you could. All the holograms have been the same. They have been, but if they. A galaxy far, far away doesn't have a size modulator. Yeah, that yeah, would be yeah, weird. Yeah. I don't know. I, if he is a giant, it's just like that's something that's never been talked about that there are giants yeah, no, out yeah, there. Yeah. Or at least not like this. Yeah, I, I think... But he, what is he then? I mean, he's some kind of otherworldly being, it looks like. Well, he's really creepy looking. Yes. What are you... Like, what are your theories? Like, the... the, the I haven't th- developed too much into it. No. Like, I don't... I mean... I don't uh, think we know enough. We well, know they, that Kylo Ren is not a Sith, or is not a Sith. I mean, like that's confirmed. I read it in a magazine. Like we know that. I mean, because he was a Jedi, he's a dark Jedi, like basically. Right. Like, okay. So, I really, I mean, like we know he want. I mean, Snoke as the like new Emperor type thing. Like he wants to finish Kylo Ren's training. I mean, it's really hard to determine. I mean, I don't know as far as anything they, about where he. Came well, they've from, said his but, identity is a secret. So there's something yeah. more to him. Yeah. My biggest thought, and this is pretty far-fetched, I'm yeah. not saying it's likely, but I could see him ending up as being the Emperor. Like, reborn. Really? Because you never see his body. He's never a badass he Force fall, user. He falls down. Um, but if like Darth Maul can survive a drop like that, sure. cut in half, I could see the Emperor. Because like, all that happened... Like, they've so... Here, here's the thing, because... In the original trilogy, it worked, but they've shown what a badass Jedi are in the prequels. That's like they specifically say in the crawl 
the First Order rose from the ashes of the Empire. Yeah. So the possibilities there, I don't necessarily know that that's true. I mean, yeah. obviously... It's a possibility, though. I'm not, I don't want to... Um, maybe they're trying to do what George was trying to do with the prequels, right? Where he was like, no, it's supposed to be a big reveal that Palpatine's the Emperor. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Even though it's <laughs> obvious from, like, the first scene. The first Look scene, at yeah. the dude. Um, wait, the old creepy guy that's trying to mess with everything? It has the same face and nose. What? No, that doesn't... That same voice? Be. Yeah, same be. actor. That can't nah, be. It was ludicrous, yeah. Uh, but, I don't know. So th- so that's interesting. I'm sure... There's so many characters to learn more about, and that's mm. exciting that there's yeah. so much more you want to see in more But that movies would be genuinely and... surprising if it was. Yeah. It would be a really good twist, uh, but who knows what they'll do. I'm sure it'll yeah. be somebody. You say one of the movies coming up is Han Solo's uh, prequel. Yeah. yeah that's I'm glad, after. especially now. <laughs> see, okay, can we talk about the anthologies for a minute? Because after this one being so good... And given what Star Wars what it is, I really don't want the anthology films at this point. That's no slam to the directors who are on there or anything. Well, like no, that. yeah, I agree it's with you. It's just like those kind of stories should be should be kept within the books and the comics. Yep. It's just going to be. I don't want Star Wars to become an MCU thing. No, they're monitoring I'm the not... waters, and here's and here's the real reason too is that I mean I'm going to enjoy the hell out of them. So on one angle, I'm going to enjoy that. I'm glad they're doing it uh-huh. because I want to watch them. But on the other hand. Like, it takes what's special about how rare they are, how much work goes into them, how perfected they are, how precise and, like, I mean, how monumentous, how how momentous and monumental they are. It it, it takes some of that when there's one every year. The fact that there's going to be two Star Wars movies within a year and a half, seven and eight. Yeah. And that there's also Rogue One in between those. Yeah. So, like, what, every seven months we get a Star Wars movie when we haven't had one in... I don't know. think it's going to get to the point where it is in every, you know, four months there's a new Star Wars movie. No, I know. But even if it's every year, that's a lot of Star Wars movies. And they better all be good. You know I, what I mean? Well, okay. even one is Towards that... Well, okay, if even three aren't, we still had the record-breaking Episode Seven. Sure. No, no, no. What I'm saying, though, is that, you know, I prequel from a lot of people I didn't dislike the prequel but the prequel from a lot of people's perspectives like really hurt the Star Wars saga sure like a lot of people think it did irreparable harm to the to the series I mean you didn't like the midichlorian things right no one likes the midichlorian right no, right no. right right I'm just as one example of the things the no love Jedi thing there's all kinds of stuff that that those movies introduced that that, that are in stone now that you know people have decided weren't really very good ideas and now they're going to have all these movies to make those mistakes. Yeah. I, I don't know. But it's a no, lot. I think what's important is, first of all, they're getting great directors. Yeah. Except for Trevorrow, who is not my That's favorite it, pick for episode I'm nine. Very, he's very, I'm very concerned about that. Uh, what is Ryan, Ryan Johnson's writing the script, though. Ryan, yeah, Ryan Johnson's doing... A, right? so, Ryan Johnson's doing eight and nine scripts? Yes. Yeah, and he's, direct, he's, he's directing, eight. directing eight. And then so, he's writing a treatment for nine, which Colin Trevorrow is directing. Ryan Johnson is one of my favorite directors ever. Oh, he's amazing, he's yeah. got one of the most fantastic bodies of work, um, and he does dark, which is clearly what they wait, want wait, the middle Ryan episode Trevorrow? to be. The no, Jeff Trevorrow. World. Jeff Trevorrow. Uh, Colin. Colin Trevorrow. What did he do? Jurassic World. What else? He made an indie a few years ago. Jurassic World's not a bad movie. It's, it's not, not Star Wars level no. good. No, it's. I, I thought it was. He's not like a director in the vein of JJ or. Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. He's just you know. like, hey, you want to direct a Star Wars movie? Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's time for that. I mean, but then JJ you get... did Into Darkness, too. I mean, 
He's made bad movies, but he had made a lot of good ones before that. He's a various. But he's clearly fan. a Star Wars fan, right? And like you look yeah. at any of his Star Trek movies, he's and it's just like... a huge established. Has made has a more impressive body of work overall. Yeah, whereas um, Trevor has like one good indie film, and then what is it? Do you know? Well, it was with Jesse Eisenberg. I can't remember what it was called. One of those. Yeah. It was like 15. Now, yeah. maybe they'll get the Marvel magic. Marvel's pretty good at picking directors, and they're part of the Disney. Yeah. Uh, but also, maybe it's umbrella. maybe it was a script issue, that, that the things you don't like about Jurassic World. Now, I don't love Jurassic World. I mean, I was I was kind of like, wow, another dinosaur thrashing shit? Well, uh, it was a script issue, and uh, I'm not a huge Jurassic Park fan, but also he wrote a good bit of it, too. Okay. So. But, but back to the anthologies. They're giving them to good directors. I mean, Miller and Lord on Han Solo, that's a, that I mean, feels yeah. like a good... What I think is they're going to be different. And yeah. they're going to purposefully not feel like I hope so. original trilogy and new trilogy. Yeah. They're going to be, let's do a heist movie in Star Wars. Let's do a smuggler's run type movie in Star Wars well, yeah. and be different things that tell stories in a world people want to live in. That's what they... So it sounds like what they're doing is they're saying, okay, Expanded Universe doesn't exist anymore as far as in canon. Uh, Here, because now... We have our own new... Exp- we, we get to do Expanded Universe. Well, yeah, that's what all the books the and movies. games and movies coming out now tie into. So there's going to uh, be a ton of Expanded Universe stuff that's just going to be canon, new canon Expanded Universe stuff. And so in that in that way, if you look at all the comics and the books and all that kind of stuff, like you could say, well, Star Wars would have been better if none of that stuff had existed. I mean, I hear what you're saying because the movies are uh, the main genre for it yeah. and, and to muddy that water. Um, but at the same time, if you just look at it as like, okay, these three movies, seven, eight, and nine, are the are the main movies, just like they were always going to be, right? And then those things are just expanded universe. Yeah, and look at it that way, and maybe it wouldn't hurt you as much. Yeah, I mean, plus I get to see Mads Mikkelsen in a Star Wars movie in a year. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So no, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm I mean, not. I know it's going to be a totally different category, but it's just that's the thing is like everyone's mimicking MCU these days. Yeah, but there there is a certain win to the MCU when they can do so many different genres now that it's so established yeah. and giving that feel. So I don't know. I'm not I'm not going to say I'm obviously more excited for episode 8 than I am right. for Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yeah. But I'm going to see Rogue One and it'll probably be a really good movie. I mean, it just won't be an episode of Star Wars. Yeah. But. They're very 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 careful, especially like since the prequels like about how they're doing anything. And I think if there's one thing you can take a look at this movie and say, it, every piece is so meticulously placed. Like, everything about this design, the layout, it's so... Like, I think some people's issues with... Like anybody who has any problems with the movie says, like, it's 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 like a carbon copy structurally of the original. Yeah. And and that's big. That's the big criticism, and that it didn't... Like, even, like, places that like it, like IGN will be, like, 8.8 or 8.5 or something, uh-huh. and they'll be like, you know, it's really great at being, like, episode one again, or... Or, like, at, at, at bringing a new generation into Star Wars. But they don't seem to, and I've read other reviews, that don't seem to want to say, like, this movie blew my mind. They all want to say it's good as a Star Wars archetypal movie, but it doesn't break any boundaries or any barriers. I think and it I was think a little a... too... Maybe... I think there were one too many callbacks, would be my sort of feeling. There was a little too much, but I think it's a misreading of the film to call it a complete reboot, a complete remake. Yeah, no, I agree with that well, as no, well. No, yeah, but no, but just that, that, that it's like that. Oh, it that, is, and I mean, that was And that they were wishing that it had been more of like, you know, just as good. I mean, it's it's almost an impossible wish. I think... Just as good, just as reminiscent, and, and just as many good, like, fan service moments, but also more groundbreaking, more revolutionary, more new. I think... Sure. I don't know. Going back, it's like Star Wars as it was is in many ways. It's a trope story. Like it is oh, based it is. around I mean, tropes. Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey is the yeah. So Tim was talking about that last night. Now it's a yeah. trope, 
that is, these tropes are now based on another movie that did these exact same tropes. So, mm-hmm. to an extent, it's not going to feel as original or sure. as groundbreaking in that sense. But I don't think this movie needed to. It needed to get back to what Star Wars should oh, be. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that and was it, what was missing through the prequels. Yeah, and in that regard, this is 100% a success. Yes. Like, it does that. It nails that yes. feeling. It makes you love Star Wars again in a way the prequels just didn't. The prequels yeah. were about deluding yourself on your first few viewings. And yeah. I've heard that from so many big-time, you know, older Star Wars yes. fans where it's like, no, it was really good the first time, but then I watched it again, and I, I just I, I, like, I admitted oh. to myself how bad it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to happen here. I think this no. movie just captures everything so perfectly. Um, I just, I, I just really think it puts it's a perfect mix of old and new. Yes, it doesn't have the groundbreaking piece. I don't really care though, and it I don't need that. In I don't either. No. But also. I mean, we may get that in Rogue One and Expanded Universe stuff. Maybe that's what that's for, is breaking the new ground. And I think Episode 8 will be what, much more, ex- not experimental, that's not the wrong maybe word, but mm-hmm. it'll be more original it in its structuring. Yeah. Well, yeah, quite possibly. Um, but I mean, it's. I think where they brought the newness here was in the new characters, was in the new diversity, was in throwing things you were expecting on your, turning them on their head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of twists. Um, and, and also in just... Just there was the, the newness was like I said like in the characters and the and the and the, and the, I mean everything that was going to necessarily be new, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like there's new actors, for example, so we get to explore all of them. I mean Daisy Ridley, like she's she's a new person, and and you sure. get to you know when you put her in the Luke role, she's not Luke, she's yeah. different, you know, and so you get enough difference from the original just in that. Sure. Um, I was surprised that it was so little Luke. I really thought there'd be more of him. I thought that, I that's the big they, that's yeah. the big question. Yeah. So. The, the, the here's the problem with Luke. You can't you can't say he's not in the movie because that's going to piss people off. But you can't. But when you say he's in the movie, thirty seconds. Yay! Not even he doesn't have a line. Yeah, I know. There's no line. See, I think they wanted you to go in this movie with as little as information as possible. And I they did a yeah. great job yes. of and not seeing him on the poster and all yeah. that works. But by building up the mystery, I think even the reviews are building him up as more than he should be because even all the reviews are like, do you even say anything yeah, about Luke Skywalker that. will spoil him? And it's like, well, that makes it sound like he's a really big deal. And he is yeah. to the plot, but he's more a MacGuffin than he is yeah. a character. I was going to just say movie. MacGuffin. Same thing. Uh-huh. Absolutely. That whole drive to get him. In fact, the map itself was a MacGuffin. You know what I mean? Because in the end, it was just sitting right there next to them on the space station the whole time any freaking way. Uh-huh. All it did was instigate this fight between Ren and Han. Yeah, so to that extent, I, I think the biggest thing that hurt it is, to me, is when you see pictures of him at the table read. And you see how much training he's done to get back into shape. And it's yeah. like, maybe for the next movie, but it's like, for that? Yeah, Like, you were under robes, dude. You could have been chubby. No, I wouldn't have no, noticed. No, no, no. You could tell in the face, though. He was looking good. Like, I, I could if he was, like, old. Yeah, but you could big. also CGI that. And obviously, yeah. they wanted to go practical. Right, and right. obviously, he's going to be a bigger presence in the next movie. But when you have all this hype built around it, yeah. it's almost impossible not to have that sense of, okay, where's Luke at this point? Now, he's I, at I the think table you get, read. Wonder what he was doing. Yeah, he's I know. Chill. Was, he doing, yeah. was it a meaningful look? Was yeah, that important like, to the hey, read? Where, JJ, where am I? So wait, <laughs> everybody reads through the whole movie, and at the very end, they're like, "All right, now." And then like Luke, he, yeah, Luke, and then, and then he does this. He walks in and he goes, and that's <laughs> it's it. Just yeah. turned and it just head. nails it. Right, right. And then the whole place erupts into applause. Yeah, which the theater did. Well, the theater oh, yeah, certainly did. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and uh, but you know, I'm excited to see more of Luke. I'm oh, glad that that was he a question going in. He looks cool. I want to get to hang out with him. I want to see like his wisdom, what he's learned, and and his jadedness as well as his optimism. I mean, he was Mister Plucky to start. It'll be Poe Dameron style, Mm -hmm. you know, to start with, and now he's got real gravitas and 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 
what do you call it? Uh, just he's 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 been beaten down. He's, yeah, it's he's like, seen the world for how cruel it can be. I think an even an extension of what Ben Kenobi was in New Hope because even we have him be a backstory for him, right? Because even with Ben Kenobi and having seen everything at that point, he had come to this point where he was ready to become one with the Force. So there was still that bit of jovialness to him that he wasn't as much beaten down anymore. Like. Um, he he was excited at the prospects of Luke becoming yeah. the next Jedi. And it continues that parallelism. Right. But here, yeah. well, but here, though, there's, see, even in that moment, like, you said there might have been a smile there. I saw more of a reluctance in that moment. Yeah, that, I, that's what I felt. Yeah, Just yeah. that. Like, he's like, um, because he hit as far, he made it as hard as he could for everyone to find him. And now that they finally have, he knows he can't, um, he has to go from here. He can't refuse, Ray. If he wanted to hide as far as he could, he could have not left the map and just. I don't know away. how much of the map he left, or yeah. they got pieced together probably, through other things. Um, but I'm excited to see him in the next movie. Oh, I'm, so, I'm oh, looking gosh. forward to what they do. I'm looking forward to Mark Campbell. Just seeing Mark Campbell in live action more recently between Flash and this, because for years, I mean, not that he isn't one of the greatest voice actors. Oh no, he's a, yeah, stellar as a voice actor. But just seeing him back on the live screen is amazing. Yeah, and so it's going to be great seeing where that goes. Um, uh, as far as the action goes, uh, there were some complaints that the lightsaber battles were a letdown for some people. That's I don't I thought they that. Were that's bullcrap. They like, are uh, not. It was amazing. I, I to me, it's like there's one trained lightsaber user in this film. So what are you going to expect? It's not going to be the Battle of Mustafar. There was so much emotion in that fight because, like I said, Kylo Ren was this unhinged, undisciplined in that moment, just a feast of rage, yeah. swelling with him, and Ray. With no training and not even knowledge that she was going to become a Jedi, that she was forced. I mean, she knew at that point she was force sensitive, but she didn't couldn't even comprehend what that meant. Really, she was able to call upon the Force and beat someone who had been trained in that moment. Yeah, which was amazing. It was a great moment, and it, it was, was built out of character, not of let's character. make a big flash. Exactly, spectacle. like all the episode two fights are just so monotonous and forced. Here it was passion. It was gritty. It was everything. Everything, had, I everything was to be. everything was sold by motivation. Exactly. So everything. Like there was nothing that was happening where I wasn't like that person is all in for exactly. very real reasons. And exactly. if you want a great big action scene, I don't think you have to look forward than the Millennium Falcon chase oh on Jakku yes. because that that chase was oh, astounding. Oh, it was that good with the with the with the especially that thing where he takes the final shot after she flips the ship yes. over. That yeah, there's so much great ship work and chases through the like down destroyers and it's just And you've got Finn slapstick of like how do you work this thing like uh, uh, to build up to and it just makes it so much fun. Oh god, it's so cool. It, he realizes he's good at it and Yeah, I if mean, you want the action set piece, that's the one that sells absolutely. the movie. I don't think the other I mean and the other scenes are good. I don't want to short set change the fight between sure. them at the end, or the fight at Maz's place, where sure, they, sure. he fights that badass stormtrooper with his little whip oh, stick. Oh gosh, yes. Um, <laughs> like, there's another toy they can sell, but that I would want. Um, it was just, it was just a great fight, and I think sure. in a solid movie. But really, the characters were the sell. Um, so I guess the final question is: Whatever, real quick question before the final question. What is what happened to Yoda? I'm just curious. I forgot. Yoda he dies in Return, Return of the Jedi, Jedi. very suddenly. Yeah, it's kind of stupid, okay. but. Too bad because I want Yoda. I wish Yoda he could had still show up. Anyone could sh- force ghost, yo. I mean, that's the thing. Force ghost is on. I mean, that's force ghost. Yes. the win. All right, go ahead. Uh, anyway, so final question. 
Uh, well, final couple questions. But where? How do you feel about the movie overall? Mm. And and as a gut, yeah, as a gut, because I think you know I've I get already one. ranked them in my mind. So you ranked I, them yeah, in your mind, okay? Yeah. So there's that, and then who was your favorite new character okay. from this movie? Those would be my okay. big things. Go ahead. All right. So where? So first of all, well, I gave it what four and a half out of five stars because mm-hmm. really, all well, I mean, kind of I got like some under, or slightly underdeveloped characters, a little pacing, but nothing hugely minor overall great experience exactly what i wanted i would rank this just but like better it would be empire is still the top followed by new hope and then this right here so above return of the jedi just to cut below new hope and empire because empire will always be the best there's just no debate about that new hope was where it all began it just had everything that's where it all started this is just a cut below it um it's a great homage to it um i enjoy more than return of the jedi it was exactly what I wanted to be. Favorite new character? I'm not say Poe. It was just so much, but like it's very close between him and Finn. I Ray is probably oh, I, it's really close between all three. If I could like Poe, Ray, and Finn, <laughs> but Poe is the one I had the most fun with. That's uh, understandable. Yeah. Rich, what about you? Um, ratings of as as far as where it goes in the order, uh, I have to see the originals and the prequels again because I haven't seen them in a couple years. So okay. it's just too. I can't even gut it. I would I would say right now, like I'm most excited about Force Awakens. You know Shocking. What I mean? <laughs> so like, I mean, I, right now I would say that if I had to watch any of them again, it'd probably be that one. You know, but I, it's so it's hard to say. Um, I'll have to get back on that one. I will and I will later. Um, but. The uh, as far as characters, by far my favorite was Kylo Ren. I think you guys know that sure. from what I've been saying so far. I love sure. him. I think he's freaking amazing. I just, I'm just, I like his lightsaber. I like his mask. I like the actor. I, I like the way he talks. I just, I just love it. And I love who, the reveals. There was the most twists were surra- in this movie were surrounding him, and I love a twist, as Jordan sure. and you know. Um, and so I, Kylo Ren's my favorite. Uh, close second um, is uh, boy Finn and Ray are like tie. That's it. Yeah, I like that's both of them yeah. equally. I'd probably give no. I like them equally. I can't, yeah, I can't. <laughs> that's the thing. I couldn't either. Like, and their chem- the chemistry was so perfect because they both linked. I mean, obviously every protagonist is like an outsider, but like the way they fed off each other, that chemistry. It's like perfect. I almost would say like a perfect duo. Like, there's yeah. an award oh, at certain like an MTV Movie Awards best duo, and like yeah. that's them. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're just they're just an amazing duo. Sure. Um, and by oh, but we didn't even mention how good uh, Han Solo and Chewie stuff was. Well, yeah, they're great together. I mean, yeah. as always, but I mean they they recaptured that magic and then some. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then as far as a rating, I give it like a if you could give it like a four point seven five, a four point sure. nine. You know, almost perfect. perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, uh, I'll, I'll agree on the rating. I, don't, I think very few movies I, I think are completely flawless. Uh-huh. Uh, I would give this like four eight, four nine out of five uh-huh. if yeah. I were doing a rating. Uh-huh. Um, as far as ranking it, for me again, like I said, I am not the most connected to the Star Wars films, so uh-huh. I don't have as much of the emotional baggage that a yeah. lot of a lot apparently everyone in the world like seems to have. From. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, so for me, I, I see it as two metrics. I always like to put films in these metrics because I think, you know, there's best movie and there's favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as going best, I think Empire, yes, is the best film. Yeah. Uh, it's the most original. It brings the most surprises. It probably has the greatest, arguably the greatest moment and reveal in the series if yeah. you're going in the proper order, which is four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, right. I guess. Yeah. Or four, five, six, seven might be the best order and just yeah. forget about I mean, the forget, original. Forget about those, those other things. Uh, so if I'm going best, I would probably put it 
uh, Empire and then Force Awakens and then New uh, A New Hope. Okay. I would I would say this just it it evolves it in a way that's great and feels a little more classic and timeless, but a bit more lively. Yeah. Um, mm, true. But if I'm going favorite. The like I said, I don't have those big emotional connections. I mean, I know them, you know, instinctively. Oh, yeah, Obviously, sure. I love Han Solo and and such. But this movie made me feel what I imagine everyone who saw those originals in theater or as kids exactly. and idolized them did. And mm-hmm. so, moments like Han dying and feeling like a big moment, or you know, Ray calling the lightsaber and fighting sure. off Kylo Ren. For those reasons, I I connect to this movie in a way I just couldn't. Because they weren't so formative for me. And for that reason, this is probably my favorite Star Wars film. Yeah, and And I think a lot of people are going to feel that way in our generation. It's awesome. Favorite character? Favorite character, right. Uh, Rey. I I think I loved her. I loved her arc. I loved how strong she was and how capable and selfless. And there was just so much about her that she's the ideal Star Wars character. She's the character you think of when you think the light side of the Force. And also less... Actually, I think you want... I love Poe, but I think I want Jan to defend just because like, <laughs> just, I, like, I love them both. Like almost, No, they're like, both great. Just they're... because I like Finn's arc, and I was amazed at how effortlessly he was a humorous character yeah. in spite of being raised in this Nazi order. Yeah. Now, overall, Star Wars, my favorite character is still Ahsoka, but I don't okay. know, more movies, that might change. Less uh, hemming and hawing was, was really cool. Less hemming and hawing about, like, like Rey. Less like, oh, I, I'm not sure if this is my destiny, or I'm not, I don't know what I'm thinking, or I'm really conflicted, and like there wasn't too much of it. There was enough. There's always got to be a little conflict because it's like you're on one path and then you switch to another. Her whole life forever was about getting back, staying on this planet, waiting for my parents to come back, and then it switched to this. So there was a little bit of hemming and hawing, like I'm not sure if this is my plan, uh-huh. but not too much. None of the characters did too much whining or complaining about. Like exactly. what about what they like what they're leaving behind? Well, you or, always saw so where they were coming from, and, right? Exactly, and it, it always made sense. It wasn't like cheap, like oh, I'm not sure, but you know they're going to be going that yeah. way. Yeah. In this one, it's like I understood why they were conflicted, and they didn't oversell that, right, especially Ray. Right. right. Um, yeah, because I think the great thing with Finn is if if the First Order hadn't attacked, he probably would have gone and just been gone. It wasn't like he wouldn't have had the change of heart, let's go back like exactly. Han Solo does in A New Hope. He got caught in and he wanted to save Rey. I mean, yeah. that's the thing that's great. These aren't people that necessarily feel their destiny and, you know, know they have to do this. They do this because it's what they want to do. She wants to help BB-8 exactly. and then go home. Yeah. It's not like she suddenly yeah. wants to go on the great adventure. Right. As, as, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, especially we have to remember this is in a backdrop of there being people thinking Jedi is a myth. I love that angle, too. Like, it's like, Jedi is not an accepted thing. The Force is not an accepted thing. It's like religion. Well, they've been all but wiped out for 50 years. Right, and that's amazing that that that's the belief. I thought 30 years. No, well, 50 years years would have been the prequels. Yeah. 30 years since Return of the Jedi. There's a 20-year gap between uh, Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. Yeah, so it's like over 50 years since the the Great Jedi Purge. Right, right. Um, But yeah, so overall, I think we all really, really like Star Wars. I don't think that goes. I think that goes without saying. It was just a fun time. And also, I highly recommend the new comics too. I've been catching up on. I'm going to um, be reading those as well, and yeah. I'm sure on our next comic episode we will be talking a little Let's Star Wars. Let's do it. Um, but for now, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy. Uh, you can find us on Facebook mm-hmm. at the Joy of Gaming at the Joy of Game on Twitter. Uh, you can check out the Joy of Gaming podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Uh, thejoyofgaming.com is our 
uh, just hub. our hub with uh, all of our episodes, comics, TV, games, now movies. This is really our first movie-focused episode, uh, so I'm we do it, it all, though. man. Yeah, yeah, under the, the new Joy of Geek banner. So yeah. uh, anyway, on that note, I'm Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseca. Kevin Schaefer. May the force be with you.